Hi, I'm Chris Peppel, and you're listening to my Look to See Me podcast. Welcome back. And if you're new, welcome. Thank you for taking time to listen. Today's topic is going to be freedom. You know, I grew up in the generation where, um, I mean, we said the Pledge of Allegiance at school. We talked about America a lot, United States. We talked about freedom quite a bit. It's the freedom is what I identified the most as a child with this country and what I was most thankful for because I was always told, you know, people in other places don't have freedom. And so I I grew up in a sense not taking it for granted because I knew it was valuable. I was told that freedom is valuable. And that freedom is a gift that this nation gives to people. And, you know, I remember in school learning the list of our freedoms, freedom of speech, and, you know, talking about what that means and voting and uh, free to worship as we choose and not being told what religion that we're going to be. And so I I didn't take it for granted. I I studied freedom and I knew the lists of our freedoms, and I was proud to live in a nation where we valued freedom. And I was thinking about this today. Um, I went on a morning walk and turned a corner, and there's a neighbor who has put out um, a, a display of the United States, and there's a great big eagle, and there was a flag, and this morning the word freedom was there, and I thought, freedom, it's so different in this country from the concept that I grew up with. Freedom has changed so much. I grew up with the idea that freedom really was for everybody, and that's what made this nation so great, and that diverse people had freedom. And in this day and age, the people that toss out the word freedom the most now are actually the people that are taking it away the most. It has stopped being freedom for all and become freedom for me when somebody says it. And that's one of the things that I I want us to think about. And I I was thinking, why? What happened? And when I think about the individuals that I listen to in my community, in my state, my state is currently has a whole list of laws that are actually being passed, not just proposed, that are taking away rights of people. And we're, we're banning books left and right from school libraries, and we're just demanding personal freedom. But what that is translated into is to have the whole world my way. I have the right to make everybody believe the way I believe and live the way I believe. And that is so far from what freedom actually means. And I thought, what's different from the people that I read, the people from the past, the poets of the past, the political leaders of the past, the 
nonprofit leaders of the past, people who raised up their voice and brought change for a particular group of people. And I thought, what we've lost today are visionaries. We have people who are saying they're fighting for the name of freedom, but they have no vision for what freedom can actually look like. They're limited in their idea of what freedom can look like. They don't have imagination or wisdom to picture the world truly free, like free for all people. And when I think about the leaders who are fighting these laws, in in Tennessee, we call it the slate of hate, the, the laws that are taking away freedom. I thought, what's different between the people who are standing up and saying this is not right and the people that are demanding that books be banned and that LGBTQ plus people cannot have rights to people that want to take back away the right to marry, the right to uh, be public in schools, to, to come out and declare who they are, the right of transgender children to have care, the right for books to be in school libraries. The people, what's, what's different between the two group of people? And when I really stop and really read the words of people on both sides, because I, I do believe that I need to read the words of people who disagree with me. And I need to read the words of all people to understand where they're coming from. And so I really do read the blogs and the ideas of, of people who are posting these laws and proposing these laws, and I listen to them. And what they lack is the vision of what the world can look like if they are free and other people are also free. Because what they've done is they've used misinformation, they've used fear, they've built walls around themselves, and they have a lot of what-ifs. And they can't picture the what-ifs. See, I can picture what-ifs. I can picture what if I believe one thing and you believe another. That doesn't scare me. That doesn't make me think that I'm going to lose my personal freedom, that the world is going to become a scary place if people who believe differently from me have rights. I can picture a world where somebody interprets their holy book one way and somebody interprets it differently, where you have just different churches that are not trying to compete and not trying to break down another one and not criticizing another one. But when you walk into that sanctuary, you teach your religion and your religion can remain just as true to you today as it does if you give somebody else that right. Are you following what I'm saying here or am I kind of talking in circles? (laughs) So I kind of felt like this one was a little bit harder for me to put into words But I can picture a world where all people have freedom and my freedom is not lessened. Now, I can picture a world where people with disabilities truly have more access than what they do today. And that doesn't limit my access as a person who does not have a particular disability. 
you know, people didn't say, oh my goodness, if you build ramps for a person in a wheelchair, nobody else can get in the building. No, that would be a ridiculous thought. So when we add ramps, add elevators, we're giving access to people who are on crutches, in a wheelchair, have a particular, maybe need a walker. But you're not taking away access for everybody else. Everybody else who could always get in that building still can get in that building. So think of that analogy. If you let an LGBTQ plus person have access to books in a library, have access to healthcare without wondering if they're going to be put in danger, have access to full education and not come to school and worry about what somebody is going to judge them. That does not lessen any access that anybody else has to those freedoms and rights. I mean, to me, that's the amazing thing about a library. I can put in a whole section for LGBTQ plus kids to read, and I can still put in a whole section that other people believe and books that they want to read about and heroes of faith and, and this and, you know, books that represent multiple races. And that doesn't mean that other books have to go away. I can have a vision of an amazing library and I can have a vision of a parent telling their child not to read certain books. That doesn't bother me if a parent tells their child, you're not quite ready for this book. Or if a child brings a book home and a parent says, let me tell you why I don't believe what's in this book. It goes against my faith. And you have a personal conversation with your child and you strengthen that child's ability to have a conversation with you. And it becomes a beautiful conversation about what you believe. It doesn't take away your right of what you believe and how you want to raise your child, but it allows other people to raise their child the way that they think is right and the way they think is appropriate based on their personal beliefs, based on their faith, based on just their own opinions about life. So visionaries are able to picture this world. We have the imagination. People that are leading the nonprofits today have the imagination and the wisdom. People that are standing up and fighting these laws have the vision to understand that we're not trying to close down your church. We're trying to get your church to agree that other people can also have their opinions. And I'm not sure why other people can't see that vision. Have they built fences so tall that they cannot see past their own personal opinion? Why have we lost a vision for so many people that freedom is wonderful and it's a gift that this nation gives and it's Amazing to be known as a country that gives that freedom. So what we need to regain is, you know, the, the people that are putting up this, what I, again, in Tennessee, we're calling it the slate of hate. I don't know what other states are calling it. But 
when we're proposing these laws that take away freedoms from other people, I truly don't believe that the people that are doing this are horrible people. They're not evil. They're, uh, their intent, very few times, there are a few people that I think have a bad intent, but for the most part, these people really deeply do not think they're causing harm. They deeply think they're doing the right thing. But I think they think that, again, because they're not a visionary. The visionaries, we have, we have forgotten, you know, now when we teach American history, we, we teach it uh, kind of from an odd perspective, in my opinion. A, a lot of the books that we teach it from have kind of sanitized who these original leaders were and that the fact that they were diverse in their beliefs. And that they were not perfect, and it's okay to say that. It doesn't lessen their determination to start a new nation. It doesn't lessen the fact that they were a visionary. Uh, You know, quite the opposite. Their ability to work with somebody diverse and to talk it out. I mean, have you seen the play Alexander Hamilton? (laughs) They, They did not agree on each with each other on what this nation should look like. And, you know, they were not perfect. They were slaveholders. They had tempers. They uh, made a lot of mistakes in life. That does not lessen the fact that we should study them because they were able to have conversations. They were able to be visionaries. He said, okay, here's a whole bunch of us who don't believe the same thing. Even those that were religious if you sat them down and had them really write out their religious beliefs, they were, they were not believing the same thing. And so they had the vision to say, okay, let's let all of us be able to believe something differently and still have the freedom to do that. That was the beauty of not establishing a state religion. It's what many of them were fleeing for. You know, there was times in history where you either had to be Protestant or you had to be Catholic, depending on who was ruling. And you had to do it. There were consequences. And so they saw the vision of what can it look like if there is no state religion? That you you can be a Quaker, I'll be a Baptist, you can be a Methodist. And let's just, and and you know, uh, there were some atheists who came over. Not everybody came for the pure ideal of establishing God's kingdom in America. That's how we teach history sometimes. You know, a lot of people just wanted what was here. I heard spices were here. I heard gold was here. I heard that this is a land where you could get rich. That does not lessen the integrity of the people who came. That does not tarnish their great acts that they did. But that's what the visionaries are doing today. I mean, there's people who are starting groups who have a very simple idea. You know, go back and and look at some of the podcasts that I've done on other nonprofit groups. Somebody who said, I see a need for all people. I'm going to meet that need. I see a need to help the homeless. I see a need to help people whose children are born with heart defects. 
I see a need to stand up and change the laws for those who have a disability. You know, I see a need to stand up for civil rights. Those are the visionaries who have a depth of imagination and have wisdom to be able to say, this can work. Be in conversation together and this can work. I have a vision. But what other people hear from visionaries is, I'm different from you and I'm, I'm going to make you lose your freedom. And so therefore, that group then digs in their heels and say, I oh, know, I don't want your vision because that vision doesn't include me. You're going to take away my right to have my church. You're going to take away my right to read the books that I want my kids to read. And there's nothing farther from the truth. It's, it's that lack of vision and imagination where you can picture it, where you can take a deep breath and listen to the other person and picture it. You know, there's, there's somebody that said recently they, they started an entirely new church because they don't want to have a gay preacher. And I thought your limited vision, your limited definition of what a gay person is, is so limited that you can't have a broader vision of what a gay person is like. You have one image in your mind. And, it, you know, it, it takes me back to the limited definition of, of we used to have and some people still have. I mean, that's why racism still exists. is because people have a very limited idea of what a person of color could be like. And it's negative for them. They can't see the beauty in other people. They don't have that imagination to picture a world where all people are free and all people's gifts and talents are developed and books about all people are read. And that doesn't diminish. I mean, we can look back and see, my goodness, when we gave people of color rights, white people, certainly we did not lose our rights. I mean, we still have the rights to put up all of these laws that we're putting up to um, basically still rule the police departments. We're, we're, we're still in charge, which I'm not sure is, is a good thing. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there because I have a vision that if we worked more together and if everything was more diverse, there, there could be better options for all people. And then that word freedom could come back to life so much better. I miss being excited about freedom. I miss being excited about that being part of our nation. You know, my naivety as a kid was I truly thought everybody was free because we talked about it so much. And I miss that excitement about the word freedom. Because now that I'm adults, I see, oh my goodness, no. You know, black men are still terrified of traffic stops. And I'm thinking, where are our visionaries that we need to listen to, to educate people to how to make it where this, this doesn't have to be? We don't have to still be a nation where racism exists. LGBTQ plus community members are losing their rights across the board in states. 
Listen to the visionaries who are standing up, who are starting nonprofit groups, who are educating moms, who are giving out free hugs, who are protecting their children, who are writing legislators right now and saying, can't you picture what freedom could be like? You don't have to harm my child to keep your rights. Have a vision. Have this picture of what freedom really looks like. Get excited about it like I did when I was a kid. And I was thinking, yes, freedom. This is it. This is what we stand for. Don't be the person to take that away and to kill what that meaning of freedom means. We should still be excited We should be the ones who carry that banner of freedom all across our nation and say, who's not free? Let's change that. Let's change it. Let's give people rights. And I will make sure that your rights are included in there. You're a hunter. I'll make sure you can still keep your hunting guns. I don't want you to stop being a hunter. I have hunters in my family. I'm not going to stop you from hunting. That's your lack of vision. I have a vision where you can still hunt. You can still have your gun. And we can also put in laws that make it safer. Where kids, six-year-olds, aren't able to take those guns to school and shoot their teacher and their classmates. Where people aren't able to just get a gun right on the spot and go shoot the person that they're stalking. Or domestic violence victims can put in, you know, as as part of the order of protection, that the person who is trying to kill them loses their guns for a few days while the court and while everybody calms down and we get the legalities of that worked out. I can picture cisgender people still having their rights, while transgender people still have their rights. I have that vision that we understand each other, that we sit at the table and we have conversations. And it's okay for you to ask and say, I don't understand. Are you sure that what you're doing for your child is safe? And we can say, yes, let me show you what all of the doctors and psychiatrists say and pediatricians say and endocrinologists say because I love my child and I'm going to make sure that what I'm doing for my child is correct. And you can have that vision to be able to understand something that you have not yet experienced. I am not a person of color. I'm white. But I can listen to a person of color. And I can have a vision that I can work with that person to try to stop some of the racist actions in our country still. I can have a vision that transgender people get the care that they deserve. And I can have the wisdom to do that correctly and safely and to listen to the experts in the field. I can have a vision that you can believe one thing And I don't take away your Bible, but you don't take away my interpretation of the Bible. I don't live by your interpretation, and you don't live by my interpretation. That's freedom. That's the freedom flag we need to carry back across this nation. It makes me so sad to continue to read the list of laws that are taking away freedom. So pick up that freedom flag. 
Find the visionaries. If you're a visionary, find your voice. Use our imagination and our wisdom to get excited about freedom for all people. Freedom for kids to say, I'm not quite ready for this book yet. And freedom for another kid to say, yes, look what's in my library. That's freedom. That's beautiful. That's what I thought this nation stood for when I was a kid. That's what I got excited about when I was told to stand up and say the Pledge of Allegiance. That's what I got excited about on the 4th of July when those flags would go up and we would go see fireworks and they would sing all kinds of songs about America. Have a vision to see past your limited experiences. Have a vision, have imagination, picture it. Have wisdom to listen to experts in science, in medicine, in the pediatric field, in the endocrinology field. Have the wisdom to listen without fear and without judgment. Be able to picture conversations where I can hear your point of view and you can hear mine and we don't have to try to battle each other and see who can win. It's not a competition. Freedom is not a competition. It's a gift. It's a beautiful gift. We don't have to run around and sound like Easter eggs where we have to see who can fill up the basket with the most personal freedoms. We're the ones who toss out all the eggs. We're the ones who put all the treasures out there, the treasure, the gift of freedom, put it all out there for people to grab. That's kind of a weird analogy, I guess. <laughs> I just I just keep picturing Easter eggs right now. It's that season where I have Easter eggs and ducks and rabbits around my house. And um, I remember when my kids were little and just loved the Easter egg hunts and would open it up to see how much chocolate was in there and to see who got the most. So let's don't think of freedom that way. Let's don't say, I have more freedom than you. Let's say, how much freedom can I give you? Let me see. Let me be the best freedom giver in the whole nation, in the whole world. All right. Thank you for listening to this rambling podcast, Look to See Me podcast. I hope you return again. Thank you for your time.